0: What is up? Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. My name is Kate, registered dietitian and emotional eating coach. Each episode, I will bring you a motivational message or an inspiring guest to help you make informed nutrition decisions that fuel your life, not restrict it. Whether you are new to the podcast or an OG listener, thanks for spending this time with me today. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. I am video chatting with a guest today. And actually, I know this guest from way back when, when I was a dietetic intern, basically learning to be a dietitian, going through the moves, and, and really shadowing other real dietitians. So, to become a registered dietitian, you have to learn from people who've already done it before. And you get put in these groups and these programs. And I lived with my guest today during this time in our lives. So I wanna welcome Abigail Rose, who is no longer Abby Rose, because she just got married, so welcome, Abby. Thank you for
1: having me today, Kate. I'm very excited to be talking with you guys um, about health and sustainability and answer some of you guys' questions.
0: Oh, I'm excited too, and congrats on the wedding. We could go on and on about that, but hopefully we'll get right into it. So. Abby, will you go ahead and explain to listeners what you're all about? Kind of give them your story.
1: Yeah, so um, my interest in dietetics and food didn't actually start with health. Uh, I was always an athlete in high school, but I didn't necessarily focus too much on the health aspect of food um, at that point. Um, So my story kind of starts way back in high school when I first uh, started getting interested in the foods that I'm eating. And this was more for. Um, environmental reasons. I was really into biology and I just started learning a little bit more about um, our environmental connection between our food um, and our growing practices in our food system, um, as well as animal welfare issues, so the way that our um, animals are farmed. I don't know how to say that. Try I say it politically
0: correct? Um, (laughs) Hey, we don't have to be PC on here. (laughs)
1: Um, So just just our food system and how it uh, all, all comes together. Um, as a whole, so in high school, that's when I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out meat. That's gonna be my stance, um, not necessarily for health reasons. So people would always say, "Wow, you're so healthy," um, and that was never about health at that time. It was more about the environmental concerns for me. That makes sense why my diet at that time was a lot of processed carbs um, and meat alternatives, uh, chicken nuggets that are plant-based chicken nuggets, so not the healthiest, <laughs> like I said, it wasn't, health wasn't my focus at that time, it was more the environmental issues, so then I was still interested in food, and I decided to go study dietetics, um, and that's when I started learning more about the healthy side of food, so the health impact, and it really made me start to rethink this diet that I was choosing, uh, that was really high in kind of processed carbs, and processed foods, uh, lower in lean protein, Um, just didn't really fit what I thought my goals were. I'd always been active and I'd always lifted and stayed active. And I just didn't think that this diet was getting me where I wanted to go. And the more I learned about um, the environmental issues, uh, I learned that, you know, if you're doing processed meat, burgers, and all those,
0: is that necessarily better option. I'm thinking of a question right off the bat. Did you notice as an athlete when you switched to eating more of these processed carbohydrate type foods, did you have differences in performance? Did you have a decrease in energy or were you really even conscious of anything?
1: Um, I didn't notice anything too much energy wise. The biggest thing I noticed is that uh, definitely when I quit eating so much of the processed foods and the carbs, see more results uh, with my body. So getting more lean or at least looking more lean just because I wasn't eating all the processed foods and all those carbs and focusing on more whole foods. And even if that meant three ounces of meat or five ounces of meat with my food and then other veggies versus. So I really started to focus on the quality of food at that time. You
0: were still eating carbohydrates, you know, you weren't eating. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. So more of uh, the whole foods versus a lots of processed foods.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people feel like, oh, like if I just stop eating carbs, that's when I'll see changes in my body. And it's like, no, like in fact, no. when I lived with you, Abby. I remember you really inspired me to eat a lot more plant-based carbohydrates in my diet without so much meat because you were really good about incorporating meals that had a high protein content but didn't always have an animal meat in them. And I remember where like I. Been eating my whole life. I was like, wow, that's a like kind of a hard mental switch. So you definitely were eating carbohydrates. You were just being a little bit more strategic and eating, like you said, the whole the whole sources.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So yeah, definitely still eating carbs. Um, <laughs> I've noticed that if I eat less carbs, I don't perform as good in the gym. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, trying to find those sources like beans and lentils that you can kind of get both of those carbs, um, and protein. That's kind of a a good. -hmm. Strategy that I try to look for. So as I started to to move forward, um, I started learning a little bit more about the nutrition, but then also learning more about the environmental impacts, um, and didn't really know what to do. This is in college, Uh, so I'm on a budget, and I just can't really. I got a Whole Foods by me, but I can't really go and buy all my food at Whole Foods. Um, So I had to try to find what worked for me. So that meant buying a lot of my produce at Aldi. and at that time I did start adding in meat, and I did want to do higher quality meats. So I would go to whole foods and get like the organic chicken yeah. or trying to look preferably for grass fed or certified grass fed um, meats. Uh, but what I could afford. So mm-hmm. I couldn't really afford a whole lot at that time. So I just had to kind of do what worked for me. So that was produce from Aldi and then going and getting my meats, going home and getting eggs from my family. Uh, <laughs> So just trying to find what worked for me at that time. Uh, Then I decided to go and get my master's in sustainable food systems, and that's where I learned uh, so much more about all the other issues with the food system. So food justice issues, um, environmental issues, economic issues, uh, and I learned that you can't have a perfect diet. There's no way to, to have this perfect, sustainable, perfect, healthy diet that works for you. I mean, maybe if you keep working at it, um, but there's no there's no like template to do that. There's no just like health. I'm sure with your patients or with your clients, you know, that there's no one size fits all. That's still kind of the same with um, a sustainable approach. There's no one size that fits all.
0: Yeah, that's um, a- I'm really glad you brought that up because I think a lot of us hear these messages from the media and say it's parallel to you know weight loss or healthy healthy eating in that sense where we feel like we have to meet all of these standards and be perfect all the time with how we're eating and where we're getting our food and all all of those different different messages that we get of how and where we should be getting our food and I think it's really important for you to say that we can't be perfect. Like we can do our best. We can meet ourselves halfway. We can go out of our way and shop at different stores to do the best within our budget, but we shouldn't be putting so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect every single time because that starts to influence your quality of life. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, and if we think about sustainability, um, in a sense, the, the essence of ability to sustain, if you're doing something perfectly, how well are you going to be able to do that forever?
0: Wait, that was amazing. That, that is like one of those things that when people say it, mic drop, right? Like in <laughs> sustainability, we're talking about sustainability here. You can't even sustain being sustainable. Right. Right. If, if you can't sustain it, then it's not sustainable. Wow. So, <laughs> Guys, yeah, that's, that's, it, that's it. That's it. We're done. That was amazing. Okay. End podcast now. <laughs> awesome. No, that's so true.
1: I've got four little tips to share with you guys today that you can kind of add into your day-to-day to make it more sustainable um, when yeah. we talk about environmental and healthy.
0: Cool. Okay, so before we get into the tips, just to catch listeners up, how would you define what sustainability is? So if somebody doesn't really know what it means to have a sustainable diet in the, in the context of environmental you know, impact, what does that mean? Great. So I'm glad you asked that because...
1: I do think sustainability is kind of a hot keyword.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's
1: thrown around a lot, but I don't know if a lot of people understand what it is to be sustainable. Um, It's just kind of a a shiny word. True. So the the definition, just the the pure definition of sustainability is the ability to sustain or maintain. Um, So this is something that is resilient uh, in the face of shocks or stressors. So if we think about this in our personal life or in our health, we take up a, an eating pattern um, that makes us change the way we eat completely. We're making these new recipes every night that we don't know. We've never used them. We don't know what these ingredients are. One little shock, like um, you have to work late, and that's totally going to throw off the sustainability of that new diet plan that you're doing. So whenever something changes, you're not going to be able to hold it.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, that just kind of goes with, with the environmental too. So it's something that we have to be able to – keep doing, it has to be able to be maintained. So we think about farming, um, if we're using practices that are polluting our waters, that are degrading our soils, causing soil erosion, we're not going to have, we can't maintain this and the future generations aren't going to be able, aren't going to have what they need to produce food.
0: This is just an interesting thought too that just kind of popped into my head here. This is really important to you? Because I think a lot of people who don't live like you do, you grew up on a farm, you're really into farming, they don't think about that impact as much. Or maybe just, they, may, they might know about it, but they're not living it like you are. You see what it's, how important it is to have sustainable farming and agriculture because it's part of your um, life. So-
1: and then just food security for future generations. So with a, a growing population and our planet, the food system is already facing stressors of Um, a high demand for meat products, which is really resource intensive, um, and a decreasing amount of land that we can actually expand to to farm in order to maintain um, biodiversity on the earth.
0: You're clearly an expert, so so can you kind of start sharing those really five simple ways to, the way you said it, make your food print greener, but also... keeping in mind about your health. You know, we, don't, we still want to be conscious of how we're fueling ourselves. And I know a lot of people listening to this, that's their primary concern. And this could just be another motivating factor to, to reach their health goals, knowing that all of these suggestions that you're going to provide for us are also going to help them to sustain or maintain their body and their fitness goals and their health goals and their nutrition goals. Both of those
1: are important for me. I do, um, I work out and I've got health and fitness goals um, and, I've, and I'm environmentally conscious and try to do what I can um, to make the my diet more eco-friendly. Uh, yeah. So these are just things that I think that everybody as a consumer can think about and try to implement. Uh, so the first one is to minimize food waste. So um, minimizing how much food that we are either throwing away or leaving on our plates at restaurants, uh, it's estimated that... The United States throws away 30 to 40% of our food that's uh, produced every year.
0: Wow. 30 to 40%?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, so f- my gosh.
1: Um, you can think about it if you want a visual. It, it, the amount of food that's thrown away is enough to fill Chicago. It used to be called the Cedars Tower uh, 44 times, oh. <laughs> over 44 times. So we're talking about skyscrapers of food waste that um. we're leaving on our plates, or we're throwing away, or it happens also in the retail and farming, so either it's left on um, the fields, or we don't choose it at the grocery store, and it goes bad there. Wow. Yeah.
0: I knew it was high. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. What's the trend been like? Has it been getting worse and worse, or do they think it's, you know, is it projected to only get worse? It's, oh, so... Um, A statistic
1: I saw compared it to 1950s, um, and it's much higher than the 1950s
0: Mm, because
1: our food is a lot cheaper now, Mm -hmm. so we have a lot more access to food, uh, so it seems like it's more disposable, so it's more Mm -hmm. available and affordable, thus it's more disposable.
0: Can I ask you a tough question? It's a Mm -hmm. situation. So I've had people come in, in fact, I have someone right now who he really struggles with, he's trying to lose weight and he really struggles with food waste and he feels like he has to finish everything that he has. Now he really struggles with, okay, like I can't throw this away. And he doesn't like eating leftovers either. What piece of advice would you give to somebody who wants to be environmentally conscious, who doesn't want to contribute to all this food waste, but also can't, is trying to lose weight and needs to to watch their portion sizes?
1: So I guess the first question was do they eat out often or do they prepare more of their food themselves?
0: He eats out often.
1: He eats out often. Okay. Um, One thing that I like to do whenever I'm out, a lot of the restaurants will give you like the calorie counts. Um, And some people focus on that for the calorie counts. Um, But you can also use that as a a portion size guide. Mm. too. So if I see something that's got 1500 calories versus 600 calories, um, I would choose a six hundred because I know that I'm going to waste less if mm-hmm. I get something that's got smaller. Um, you know that automatically. That's a smaller portion size. So mm-hmm. you can use the the calorie to kind of guide how what that portion size is going to be like as well. True. Um, he doesn't
0: like leftovers. Mm-mm, he's not a leftover person. But we're working on that. And I feel like, I think that's kind of an exception to the norm. I think most people are okay, at least from what I'm, you know, who I work with. Most people are okay with having, you know, what they went out to eat and ordered for dinner for lunch the next day because usually it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. So for that, I mean, asking for a to-go box or bringing your own to-go box um, and putting half of it away right away. uh, Because most, most food portions that you get out in restaurants are going to be way larger than what we need. Um, So that's a way to minimize food waste, but also control our portion sizes um, by cutting what they're giving you in half automatically um, and just taking that home for another meal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for anybody who hears that and they're like, yeah, I try that, but then I still end up eating everything on my plate. I would suggest slowing down when you go out to eat, too. I think as Americans, we just woof our food down and we're just like, eat, 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 and then everything's gone. So really being conscious and saying, okay, I'm going to eat half this plate, but I'm going to eat it slow and I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'm going to enjoy the next bit of it tomorrow. Really having that intention makes you not only honor your food a little bit more and enjoy it more, but help you cut back on portion sizes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then taking it home the next day, boom, sustainability. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's plant-based. <laughs> yeah, healthy and sustainable.
1: Woo! Uh, other things that you can do, um, other than put, for, focusing on portion sizes so you're not making too much. Um, I know I, I only cook for one, so I cut almost every recipe I find online in half before mm-hmm. I even make it because I know it's be way too much.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Another thing you probably, have you heard of this, the, the push to choose ugly fruits and vegetables?
0: No. Yeah,
1: so at the store, I actually do this. Um, a lot of people, we have this idea, this society idea of what a fruit and vegetable needs to look like. It's aesthetic, um, beautiful tomato, and if it doesn't look like that, and most people won't choose it, but yeah. I try to be the, I'm the, be the person who chooses the ugly fruits and vegetables, because if you don't, then they won't get chosen, then they're going to be wasted, so that's a, you know, just a really simple thing that you can do, uh, Use the vegetable
0: a blemish. Wait, okay, so just knowing you, that makes such perfect sense that you do that, that you're looking and loving the ugly fruit and vegetable. <laughs> yes, love all You know, it's funny, it's it's like for somebody who, like, we all know somebody that purposely adopts, like, the ugly one-eyed missing limb (laughs) dog at the dog pound, like, do that with your fruits and vegetables, but that's so true, it's like, just because, you know, a banana's got a bruise on it at the store does not mean you can't enjoy it if it's something small, like, you could, you don't need to, to ignore that, and and just think think it's worthless because it's got a little blemish
1: right it's still gonna taste the same it's still gonna have the same nutrition and health benefits um, and keeping it out of the landfill saves so much of the resources that we use to produce that food so be the person yeah that eats the ugly fruits and vegetables <laughs> be that person
0: <laughs> i i'm obsessed with that <laughs> that's great <laughs> I'm gonna think about that when I go to the store today. Like, i yes. oh the ugliest little tomato in this whole Publix. I'm gonna take him home with me and call him my own. And you're gonna show him so much love. Oh, love. <laughs> so much love.
1: So, the second tip that I have is to reduce packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, reduce packaging in our foods that we're eating. Generally, if we're eating foods that don't have a lot of packages and wrappers, you're gonna be eating more whole foods like fruits and vegetables that you get the grocery store. Um, or you can do um, purchasing bulk. So bring in your own containers and that's a good place to get your nuts and seeds. And mm-hmm. um, if you wanna make trail mix for snacks, that's a good place to get those. Um, so that's kind of plays hand in hand. I'm sure you give this advice of shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Um, you're gonna find less of the process, less of the packaged foods around the perimeter and more of the whole foods. Mm-hmm. Uh so Um, and if you just think about if you're on the go and let's say you have to stop at a gas station to get something you can get a a processed bar or you can just grab an apple that is up at the counter i know that's not the best place to get your fruit but that's an option there and that's going to be a healthier option Mm um than anything that you can find in a package i mean you can get some things to complement it like some mixed nuts or um but in general, if you're eating foods that don't have a package, you're going to be eating more whole foods that are healthier. It takes a little bit of planning. Um, snacks are where I focus the most on because mm-hmm. you can think about snacks like uh, go to the bulk section and get some mixed nuts and get an apple or get some fruit um, or vegetables from the grocery store. So it might take a little bit of prepping ahead and planning. Uh, but ultimately, that yeah that's going to take that that tension when you're out and about and don't have anything to eat. um, It's going to take that tension out of it and it's going to make it way easier to choose healthier and something that's more um, environmentally friendly where you're not producing all that trash
0: and waste. Yeah. And you know, side note, I'm not sure if you know anything about what, you know, the environmental conditions are like in, in Europe, but I was, I always compare American culture to Europe, European culture. It just fascinates me the differences in how we live our lives. And I remember Very often when I was over in Spain when we would stop at quote unquote convenience stores or little things like that, they would have those nut sections where you could get them in bulk like they didn't they didn't have a little I mean they did but more often than not you could just go and take a scooper and pick out which nuts you wanted or and they had more produce options that you could just grab and go that weren't already packaged up and sure they had those packaged snacks you know unique to their culture but there were so many more opportunities to just grab foods that weren't in a package and I remember thinking I wasn't thinking about sustainability I was thinking like this is awesome like this is so cool how fun like take a picture you know but it was more of, of the thing and and maybe that doesn't really have anything to do with this. That's just where my mind goes of like, hey, other cultures are doing this. Like other people are thinking about this. Why aren't we doing that? I've never gone to a convenience store, at least in my areas that I've lived in, where they just have bulk sections of nuts and a wide produce range and things that you could just grab and go unless I'm stopping at a grocery store.
1: Yeah, no, I think that the cultural element um, and the societal norm is important because it's if it's more normal, and if it's more convenient, then more people will do it. So I think we do need more push for these kind of initiatives and movements in the United States for health and for sustainability.
0: Um, That's what consumers want. Consumers have a loud voice. Oh, yeah, they do. And you're right. You just hit the nail on the head there. You said It needs to be a convenient choice. I mean, people are very, very blunt about that. They're like, I'm not going to do it if it's hard. And as silly as it seems when you're just listening to this, I'm like, oh, scooping your own nuts or taking five minutes to plan something at your house in advance and kind of put something together or taking some time to meal prep or to make maybe some kind of your homemade whole food protein bar that you make out of oats and nut butters and things by yourself. It seems really simple when you just talk about it, but people aren 't going to do it because why would they do that when they could just grab something already processed packaged and ready to go you know and people exactly. your money for that and you know if money 's not the issue for somebody, well what else could be the motivating factor it's for some people it 's health, okay, but then they, they see the food industry, they see the marketing tactics to use, and they say oh well it 's still healthy, who cares?" But then the other motivating factor could be like, well, what about the environment? What about your future great-grandchildren and their, their world? What's it going to be like for them? How can you help? And so that could be that extra layer of motivation for somebody to take time to plan ahead and prep ahead. Awesome. That's amazing. That's, that's, a, that's a great thing because sometimes we need more than just, oh, it's good to do this. We need a why. We need a purpose. We need an overall cause. Yeah,
1: like an emotional connection to mm-hmm. those goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, thinking thinking about the audience here and listeners, and I'm thinking about myself too, maybe you're, maybe you're listening like me and you know, you don't really, you've grown up in a world where you don't really think about these things. Like I didn't grow up on a farm and my family just kind of, we always used Ziploc bags for things. We always had plastic. And I remember living with you made me feel hyper aware of these things. I was like, I'm such a I'm so wasteful. but you know, you, I remember you came in, you had all your reusable bags ready to go all the time. And I was like, Oh, I have like a bag lady where I put on my plastic bags, but like start to be aware, like what emotional connections can you start to draw, and what I think of is well i I want to think about my future children and I want them to be healthy because I can just see the world right now and we're becoming victims to our current food system, we're becoming obese and unhealthy and unhappy. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for my future children, I don't want that to be in my my family, so I just challenge listeners to start to draw emotional connections if you're like me, and you don't really have one. If you don't really have a greater purpose that really really makes you feel an internal drive to do these things, what can you do to help keep you motivated to make these sustainable changes?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point because I don't really know where mine comes from. I just I I don't know what it is that makes me have that internal drive for sustainability, but not everybody has that and I think it is important to find that goal um or where it is within you what makes it important for you.
0: One thing I noticed that when we lived together is you, you always are the kind of person that thinks about the world. Like when you're thinking about things, you really just genuinely care about the world and people in need. You aren't living in your own little bubble, which I know that sometimes I am. I live in my little circle. I live, I care about the people I encounter and I meet and that I know, but you always were just caring about everyone, everything. And I think that's a unique gift to you. And and maybe, maybe that's where comes from. It it might. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse both. (laughs) I believe that.
1: Yeah. I think everybody has something that's more meaningful to them and these tips can tie into that. So if it's their future families or their future health or, Mm -hmm. um, just the land that they live on that they want to pass forward for future generations, I think Mm -hmm. that some, they they can get an emotional tie to something Yeah, It can be better than just, I want to be skinny.
0: Yeah, yeah. And well, you know, and even if somebody does, you know, there's no sh- there's no shame in wanting to change your physique and, you know, want to look better in your clothes. Like, if that's your reason, if that's the only thing you can come up to in your listening right now, fine. Like, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, third tip is growing some of your own
1: food. Uh, so, I know when we lived together i had pots that i took down from illinois down to southern missouri that came down with me um (laughs) that had chard and tomatoes in it i think um but growing some of your own food uh is a a simple way and you don't have to have a whole garden you can have a few pots like we lived in the fourth floor apartment in our apartment complex um and we had no elevator (laughs) with no
0: elevator my butt looked so good (laughs) i cursed it then but now i'm like dang i need an Dang, I need those back.
1: <laughs> so growing some of your own food, it's good for your health because you're going to have uh, some fresh produce around. Um, if you grow it, you're going to have a deeper appreciation for it. And you're not going to waste that. You're going to, you know how hard you work for that. So you're more likely to eat it if you grow it. Um, and also there are a lot of studies that show a benefit of just humans in nature or humans connecting with the natural world. Um, for anxiety and stress and just mm-hmm. overall well-being. Um, so gardening has an element of um, well-being and mental well-being and health. So not just if you think about our physical health as in like what we're eating, but also like our mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing some of your own food can have benefits on that too.
0: You know, I love that you break that up because I was actually reading an article the other day because I work with a lot of women who struggle with emotional overeating. And a lot of times they'll do it because they're bored or they don't feel like they have a purpose. So they just don't really know what to do with themselves. And that's just one of the many reasons but this article was talking about how getting your hands in the dirt and spending time in nature kind of grounds you and makes you feel less out of control. And there really Mm -hmm. is no like science that explains why, just like how people who live by the ocean tend to be happier, but live by water tend to be happier. If there's really no, exact reason but a lot of people have found if they are struggling with overeating or they're struggling with control around food that finding another hobby to fill their time in that involves getting into nature whether that's gardening or whether that's taking hikes or doing what you would normally do inside and taking it outside really can have a benefit on how you control your yourself around food yeah
1: absolutely um, I get and I know you lived with me for a while so you probably know that I get overwhelmed and i can get anxious and i can uh have a really fast mind um but when i'm growing food whenever i'm growing basil i can sit there and just stare at it like i can just sit there and just like every day look forward to going and seeing what it is today versus yesterday so it does it has a way of just kind of calming your mind and slowing things
0: down and wait that's that is so funny because my roommate now she she has you know she kind of struggles with some of the same things and she started a garden on our back porch and she does a garden in our neighborhood and she seriously loves it so much it ca- she because to me I'm like man that's like to go out there in the hot sun in the middle of Florida and go garden but she loves it so much and it's really helped her cope with things so it works for two people so I mm-hmm. mean
1: yes but it must work if it works mm-hmm. for two
0: people if anybody's listening to this and you feel like you don't really know, know where to go and you have all this anxious energy and you don't know where to channel it try gardening because I know two people now that it works for
1: you can sit there and watch absolutely and really happy. <laughs> it's it's incredible it's weird it's it's weird you just you get so like invested with I wonder what my peppers look like or I need to go check them and it gives <laughs> it to focus on and care for and no I would definitely recommend it
0: I cannot wait to have my roommate listen to this episode because she's going to be like, yes, somebody understands me. <laughs> oh, wait.
1: Okay. So, so going from there, we can move to our fourth step or fourth tip. Um, and the fourth tip kind of goes in with um, reducing our waste and our packaging. Um, but drink more water and don't drink water bottles. I mean, if you have to, I'm not going to like shame you for it, but you can save so much money Um, and plastic by just getting a nice water bottle and filling it up. Um, Usually, I mean, we're pretty fortunate in the United States. Yeah, look at that. Just like that. We're on video Um,
0: chat, and I'm showing off my water bottle, Abby, for validation. Like, look, Abby, I do good. I don't garden, but I've got a a water bottle. (laughs) I forgot we're video chatting. (laughs) Um,
1: But, yeah, you can save. Even on uh, road trips, a Mm. lot of gas stations have uh, on their fountain sodas, a spigot for just water. Mm -hmm. So you can say, you can go pay like a $2 for a bottle of water, or you can just go fill up your cup every time you stop at a gas station. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not producing that waste, the plastic, um, and you're you're still drinking water, which is super important for our health goals, staying hydrated, um, mental clarity, overall well-being water is very important
0: oh, a hundred percent. And people, a lot of people, are, I'm surprised by how conscious they are of the lack of water they're drinking. People tell me all the time, like, I know I'm not drinking enough water. And so when I ask <laughs> why, it always comes down to, I just forget, I get too busy. And I've racked my brain trying to come up with really good strategies to help people remember to drink more water. The best one I can come up with is get a water bottle that you like drinking out of. I know that sounds weird, but like, I'm very picky about the nozzles of my exactly, water bottle. Exactly, yeah you gotta like look forward to. It. Like, if it makes a noise when you drink out of it, or if it's heavy and clunky, don't. That that's not the right water bottle for you. Okay, this is a very important. It's like <laughs> your future husband or wife. You have to be very conscious about the water bottle you pick, and then you have to train yourself to bring that sucker everywhere. Bring it to meetings. Bring it to the office. Bring it in the car. Bring. And soon you will feel naked without it, just like some people feel naked without their watches. Okay, you gotta train. <laughs> to keep your water bottle with you because then you're going to drink your water and you're going to feel better. I mean, seriously, like when you think about the human body, we are made of water. We are water. What are we like? 70% water, something crazy like that. So yeah. you need it. You need, water is the basis for life. You'll feel so much different once, once you start to, to increase your water intake. And if you just buy a water bottle, it makes it easy for you and you're helping the environment. There's no reason to go buy a plastic water bottle everywhere you go. Although, mm-hmm. if I'm going to say one more thing about Europe, and then that's the last thing I'll say. They didn't have water anywhere in Spain. I was carrying around my giant Nalgene with me everywhere. We were walking all over the place. And, of course, in Europe, you're drinking wine at lunch because it's cheaper than water. And <laughs> I was like, there's not a water bottle anywhere. I'm so dehydrated. And I had to buy those huge, big-gallon plastic water bottles because nobody, there's nowhere to fill it up. Huh. That's kind of surprising. I know. It was so surprising. I was, I was very sad.
1: Huh. I'll even bring my water bottle in sometimes like if we're going to a restaurant, I'll like drink the water from wherever, but then before we leave, I'll have them fill it up. Just ask them. And usually they're fine with it.
0: Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not like you're asking them to do anything crazy. It's, you know, just fill my water bottle. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's really important that
1: you said it's like picking your husband or wife because you have to unscrew a lid every time and then do something and then drink and then screw your lid back on. I, I want a straw. Like I'm picky. So I got a metal straw to put in my canteen and it works for me. yeah, um, yeah you got time what works for you. It's important. You got to know. You got to know.
0: You got to date like around. You're a your life partner. You gotta, yeah, exactly. You're right. You're going to carry this with you everywhere. You better like it. <laughs> it's like 930 in the morning right now. I'm just with my water bottle. Like, I love it. It's next to me.
1: Uh, mine's everywhere. I, mine's everywhere so- with me.
0: Have you ever seen that show where people marry and love inanimate objects? Like the woman that—that's <laughs> you and your water bottle. In fact, we have a little shop on the website. I love this water bottle so much, I put it on our shop. So, if people are listening and they're like, "What is this water bottle? Is she freaking out about?" You can go to our website and look at it okay so enough of this weird before people turn off this podcast because they don't want to get influenced by our weirdness what is your fifth tip for people who are looking to improve the environment and also be mindful of their own health
1: so the last one is kind of a a whole diet approach more about the food aspect Um, so a recommendation for a diet that has less greenhouse gas emissions so less emissions that um, contribute to the warming trend of the climate um, is to eat less meat and more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a blanket statement. It doesn't take into consideration um, all those. Is it organic? Is, is it grass fed? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? It's just kind of a, a general. Let's not freak out about the specifics um, in your everyday eating. Less meat because we generally eat plenty as a mm-hmm. in the United States as our culture. We generally eat much more than what we need um, meat-wise and protein-wise. Um, and don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and whole grains, not mm-hmm. processed grains, whole grains. Um, so oats and quinoa and grains that aren't bread and bagels. Eating those um, has shown to have a lower, lower emissions. This kind of eating pattern is shown to be better for the environment, but also better for our
0: own health. Okay, yeah, and totally. I mean, there's that's it. That's all you can say about it. Just eat whole real food more often, knowing that it's going to serve your body as a machine better. I mean, you're putting high quality fuel in your machine, but then you're also going to be helping the environment and contributing to that sustainability. I want to ask you a few quick questions before we wrap this up, things that I know people will want to hear and that you'd have a really good answer to. Is there a certain diet that's better for the environment in terms of, okay, should people be eating vegetarian, vegan? Should they be, you know, taking out meat? Should they, you know, what, what's your best advice for someone who's looking to change their diet structure to better improve their environment? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so they have done research to look at the greenhouse gas emissions of different diets and um, how much you can decrease your admission, your average emission, um, And they did find that vegan is the lowest. Uh, when it comes to how much emissions are re- um, released from our diets that we eat. Um, so, it's, in other words, vegan has found to have the best environmental impact. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to quit eating animal products or quit eating meat altogether. Um, just cutting back, so replacing some of your animal products with plant based products can be a, a more environmental friendly step. Or just replacing some of your your beef or your um, lamb with other types of meats can be a more environmentally friendly step. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a whole throw your diet over. Um, It can just be the small changes.
0: Yeah. And if somebody's listening to this and they want to start transitioning to a more plant-based diet, maybe not completely going vegan, not completely going vegetarian, because neither of us are vegan or vegetarian either. And we're we're not, preaching that per se but we do believe in the power of eating more plant-based diets and that it's okay to take out some meat from traditional dishes and replace them with plant protein sources that actually come from plants so if someone's listening to this and they don't really know where to start i would say and i want to know what your advice would be too is just change one meal like if you you know meatless mondays is a great way to start so it's pretty simple you just on mondays you don't have any animal meat Mm -hmm.
1: yeah meatless monday um, I've heard some people do like uh, you know they'll do meatless or vegan breakfast mm-hmm. and then eat 10 kind of normal the rest of the day yeah. um, just one don't yeah just one little small step one step that so I um, I really do like beef but beef has been shown to have some of the worst environmental impacts of the food that we eat um, but it doesn't really take into consideration certain types of farming practices uh, so some farmers some beef cattle, farmers grow in sustainable ways called uh, rotational grazing
0: mm-hmm. so
1: some cattle farmers use practices that are more sustainable um, so the way that they manage their land and their pastures can actually take more carbon out of the environment um, so i try to find farmers that are local that are using more sustainable practices and buying my beef specifically from local farmers so finding those one items that you really like that um that you can, you can afford to switch up. So I couldn't afford to eat everything local and organic. um, But I do try to find local farmers
0: that raise beef in a sustainable way and buy my beef from them. You said organic. So this is another popular question. Should people be buying organic everything, produce, meat? It depends on what your goal is. Um, If you're trying to find something that's healthier
1: or more, you know, higher in nutrients, organic, it's pretty minimal the difference between conventionally grown and organic. Um, so the it's been found that the beef or the meat and eggs can be higher in omega mm-hmm. threes. And that when it comes to produce, uh, we just want you to eat your fruits and vegetables. So if if it doesn't fit your budget, if it doesn't fit, if you you feel like you can't do it, that's okay. If your goal is to get foods that's more nutrient dense, a conventional apple versus an organic apple isn't going to be the deal um, if you can find foods that's available local and fresh that's going to be better and a better option when it comes to nutrient density um, because those foods they start losing nutrients as soon as you pick them so if you can get them closer to the source from local sources and that's going to be your best bet um, for the nutrition element
0: Yeah, farmer's markets, if there's any kind of, you know, I know here in Central Florida, we've got several different supermarkets that are all local and the produce is just so much better and it lasts so much longer because there's no middleman, there's no little stops in between the way. So definitely trying to buy local is going to be the best. I think the best way I've ever heard it explained is if you can afford and want to buy organic, local, everything that's like getting an A plus on the test. But if you're just buying fruits and veggies the best way you can, that's like getting an A. If you get mm. your test back, are you gonna be that upset that you didn't get an A plus versus an A? No, an A is still awesome, it's amazing. No one would ever be ashamed of getting an A. But if you can get an A plus, gold star, okay, cool, awesome. That's, that's just going to be an extra little added incentive for you there. So I, that's the best way I've ever heard it explained. I actually heard that explained in terms of breastfeeding. <laughs> It's like, if you can breastfeed, you get an A plus, but don't feel guilty if you, if you can't physically do it.
1: Right, um, exactly. And like we say, it has to be sustainable. You have to be able to keep doing it. So if you're going to go broke in two weeks, that's not sustainable.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so we, we probably want to wrap this episode up, but I want to ask you one more question. Is there one food that's worse than the rest when it comes to contributing climate change? Like is, if you, would you say there's just one food that we really should not be eating?
1: Yes. So there are, it's been found that the food that has the higher most environmental impact, the way it's raised and grown now um, is beef. Um, so if you're, that's why I say that, that's why I, that's the, the one food item that I try to find local sustainable producers, because mm-hmm. that is one of the highest. And I, I mean, I don't eat a whole lot of it either, because if you're looking for local sustainable, it's going to be more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. so you're going to use it more sparingly.
0: Are there are the top you know maybe top three foods are those mostly meat?
1: Uh, the top ones, um, the top two highest ones are lamb and beef. So mm-hmm. those two, those red meats. Mm-hmm. Whatever is sustainable for you, cutting back. What can you what can you cut back on? Mm-hmm. How much? Yeah, um, and it's not easy. I mean, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to be healthy, you're trying to make changes. It's not going to be super easy. So you have to expect a little bit of.
0: Um, effort. Thank you so much for taking time on this, we're filming on a Sunday morning right now, so that just means so much to me that you wanted to come on here and share this information with people. I found it extremely insightful, I'm feeling really inspired, and I'm sure people listening did too, so if you have any, you know, last words, or where can people find you if they want to learn more about sustainability, or reach out to you, and ask you more questions, because you're clearly the expert in, in this subject.
1: So, um, right now the best way to get a hold of me is on instagram it's okay. at dot this dot wait hold on what is it <laughs> at oh it's at this dot radishing dot life
0: love don't share that like yeah i'm gonna put it in the show notes so people can literally just you guys if you want to follow abby on instagram you'll just click this rashing life in the show notes and it will take you right to her gram
1: Perfect. Yeah. So I'm still building that. I kind of took a break when I went to grad school because I was working and going to grad school. So now I'm starting to kind of, your podcast is kind of springboarding me back towards um, working more towards that kind of
0: stuff so well, well I hope you post a lot of food pics because you're an amazing chef and I love all the food <laughs> you cook okay I was just <laughs> thinking about this in a day this is what we'll end it after this but I think everyone needs to know that when we lived together like was it like three years ago geez time flies you one time made around this time of year um pumpkin chocolate chip puppets <laughs> or cooking <laughs> <laughs> and they were so good and I was the other day I was putting I was making some like pumpkin oatmeal peanut butter bars and I was like man this would be so good with some chocolate chips like Abby's cookies <laughs> yeah last, last night I actually made um
1: I went to the farmer's market and I got apples and I got carrots so I made like a cinnamon apple carrot bread and it was really
0: good stop that sounds delicious so good. Oh, okay. So, everyone, make sure you follow Abby's page for all of her delicious foods and sustainability tips. And thank you again for coming on today, Abby. This has been fun. Yes, thank you so much. I had fun. Thanks. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder thank you for listening i hope this episode was helpful for topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real and keep it healthy.